Hello and welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Brent Lieberzeit, both empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Big welcome to those of you who are on Holy Day. So good. See my dad's over here in the corner. Good to have him and his wife Anne up here from Christchurch. Uh, Mike Coe, apparently the word's out, you're here somewhere. Oh, there you are. Uh, so good to have you here, guys. Mike is uh, pastor of a uh, fantastic church in Timaru. And also Rocky, where are you? Rocky's here. Rocky Stocks. Where are you? Have you gone? There you are. Oh, you were hiding where you got your cap on, sunglasses. Are they sunglasses? Oh, no, they're just normal glasses. Got the cap on all the way from uh, Christchurch as well. Grace Vineyard, one of the campuses down there. And uh, so great having you here, guys. And um, in fact, they do such an awesome work, everybody. Why don't you put your hands together for them? Great that they can take some time out. Uh, this, we disappear, Viv and I disappear this afternoon. We're going off to Tata Beach. And uh, where everybody goes from Annas, well, pretty much everybody goes from Annasbrook. <laughs> it's like Christchurch, hey, everybody from Christchurch goes to Kaiteri Jerry, right? Bethany Park. Yeah, well, Annasbrook all goes over to Tata Beach and Golden Bay, pretty much. Hey, hey, yeah, great place. Um, I, in fact, I just took the boat over yesterday, so sailed it over, and uh, uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. So it was a good day to go instead of taking the boat over today because I knew that today was not going to look so good. So I had a great trip over there and then drove back. Uh, Anyway, it's my wife's birthday, so we've got to sing happy birthday. Is that all right? My beautiful wife who has turned a great age. (laughs) It's her birthday. So uh, how about we do that, Jamie? Let's crank it in. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Vivian is her name. Vivian. Happy birthday to you. Come on, put your hands together. Woo! Vivian K. Lieberzeit. So, so we really only call her Vivian. Isn't this right, Vonda? When we're angry with her, it's Vivian. (laughs) Otherwise, it's Viv. (laughs) But uh, happy birthday, babe. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Worship team were awesome this morning, weren't they? Powerful. All right, let's get into it. I've only got a few minutes. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. A wise king by the name of Solomon suggests that life can be and should be a compilation of seasons. Now, if you were here when I spoke last, I talked about this idea of seasons versus cycles. And so this is kind of like a part two of that particular message. Solomon clearly, uh, clearly states that there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Well, That's God's intention, that's what we know. And it's His intention for us, but if we're honest, it's probably not always our experience, right? Because we know that for us, life is not just about seasons, but it's also about cycles. And we heard last time I spoke that the cycle and the season 
are not the same thing. For example, seasons change with time, cycles change with us. Seasons are entered into and exited out of, but cycles can be a time and a space where we enter into something but never exit out of. If a person is in a pattern of stagnation and dysfunction for the majority of, or at least for most of their life, then I would suggest that is not a season. (laughs) That is a cycle, right? And we may think we are in a season, but really we're in a cycle because time is changing, but the relationship isn't. Or time is changing, but the resources aren't. Or time is changing, but the mindset isn't. Time is changing, but I'm still not experiencing joy. Time is moving, but my life is standing still. Folks, that is not a season. That's a cycle. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17, as a reminder, it says here, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is freedom or liberty. Galatians 5 verse one, it says, for freedom Christ has set us Okay, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. All this freedom that we have in Christ, and yet many of us still walking in the sense of bondage and the sense of life itself giving us difficulty to such a point where we become enslaved to the difficulty rather than victors of the difficulty. And we think that this is our lot, this is it for me. This is where it kind of remains. And we live in a life of stagnation and dysfunction when in actual fact, God has for us a place of movement and a place of advancing. And we keep coming up with uh, or keep coming up against the same problem in our, in our life and we never overcome it because we've been, and because we never overcome it, we become enslaved to it. They are pieces of me that I have kept for myself rather than surrendered to God and it can keep me so bound up. You know, I can't choose right. I, I, I have every excuse, even Bible verses for the way I'm living. And for what I'm doing, Bible verses, may I add that, are out of context. (laughs) But I've got no peace and I've got no joy and it's crazy drama and it's been a cycle of destructive behaviour and habit and it keeps going round and round. It's like when people were asking Moses, Moses, where is Sarah, your wife? And Moses says, I don't know, but she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. And that's often what our life can be like, just going around the mountain, round the mountain. 40 long years for the Israelites come out of slavery, brought into a place of freedom. Yep, they hadn't quite made it to the promise, but at least they were free, but they didn't believe in their heart that they were free. They were still victims because they said, if only we could go back to Egypt and have a leek and eat some onions. Forty years going around the same mountain. It wasn't a season. (laughs) It was a cycle. And the reason for their cycle, it wasn't some major sin. Well, 
It was major because they had to have 40 years in the desert. But it wasn't something that we would think, well, you know, I'm moral, morally pure. Uh, you know, I, I haven't broken any of the 10 commandments. They didn't either. It still kept them out of the promises of God, kept them out of the land of Canaan, the, bless, the, the land of blessing. What was it? Negativity. Complaining, moaning, groaning. God hates it. He hates negativity. Why? Because it's faithlessness. And without faith, it's what? Anyone know? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. You know, I can't. It's too hard. I can't see myself doing that or being that. I can't, I can't even believe for that. And we live in this world of faithlessness and too, more often than not, it's not some major break of sin that keeps us out of the promises of God. It can actually be that simple. There's something in us, intrinsic to our nature, that wells up every now and then and comes out of our mouths and it's not God honouring, it's faithlessness. God is looking for a people who are faithful, not faithless. A people who are able to hold on to all that God is saying to you about what uh, He has for you. Not just what about what He has for you, but just even being grateful for what He's already done. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cross for us. 2,000 years ago, God's love was shown, was demonstrated to you and I. And, and by, by His Son, Jesus, dying for us, man, we don't, He doesn't need to do anything more. We are grateful and we need to be showing our gratefulness. But even still, God still has more. And God wants to reveal to us an aspect of His identity as a solution to our stuckness because God is not just our Creator and He's not just our Comforter, but He is also God of the breakthrough. He's God of the breakthrough. In other words, if you are stuck in a cycle in your life, God can turn up at a moment in your life and a breakthrough can happen. Totally believe that. I've seen God do it. I've seen miracles. I've seen God do miracles in people's worlds, like a breakthrough, like a moment. I remember one night, gosh, we were having this kind of praise and worship night here in this auditorium. And, uh, and this girl walks in, she's got sunglasses on and she's, uh, you know, she's pretty crippled. She's got walking sticks. And the next thing, just in the worship, the next thing, she's running around the auditorium and she's screaming and other people are screaming. My sister, Sarah, where is she? I remember Sarah, you were screaming. Where are you? Down the back there. Yes, uh, uh, because an incredible miracle had happened. This girl who had been sick for 16 years with whatever it was, can't even remember the name, it was a big name. And, uh, and suddenly, suddenly, she hears God say, run around the room. Run around the room. So in obedience to that, even though she couldn't, she, she, uh, she started with her walking sticks from what I remember and she started kind of like, you know, like this. And by the time she got kind of around the front, 
she was actually running without the walking sticks and she was completely healed, totally healed. Now, I know that's an amazing story and it's something that we've got that we can be grateful for, but I wanna encourage you that God is no respecter of persons. God has something for you. There are people here this morning uh, that need a breakthrough. And God, you've got to, I'm reminding you this morning that God is a God of breakthrough. Yep, we go through difficulty. Yes, we, go, we, we, we've, we have to plough through scenarios at times. We have to plough through circumstances, situations at times, because that's life. But there are moments when you've got to know God has got a breakthrough. Yes, He's my comforter in these, in these dark moments. Yes, he, He's my supporter. He's, he's there, I can hear Him. But He's also, I'm here to tell you this morning, He's also God of the breakthrough. You can break through. You pastors who need breakthrough in your church. It can happen. It can happen. We've seen it time and time again here and it can happen for you. You know, we're just, uh, you're seeing some building going on out, out, um, on the land over here. You know, amazing to see the work going on. Like trucks are coming in every day, like last, last week or so, we just started the project. Uh, but man, that's been two years of hard slog. Where's Jamie Gaskell? Two years of hard slog, am I right? At least two years of hard slog trying to get the breakthrough. And as we've continued to believe and as we've continued to see faith rise up and to believe, we've seen God break through and we're seeing incredible results now with the property being um, utilised. I'm not, I'm not mowing the grass anymore. I never mowed the grass anyway, but... <laughs> I just got sick of seeing the grass being mowed and I thought we need to do something with that land. And so, uh, but here's the thing. God is a God of breakthrough. God specialises in stagnation. He is a God of movement and advancement. He specialises in moving things. What is unmovable becomes movable because whatever the devil is throwing at you, it has to bow to the power of God and to the name of Jesus. Therefore, we submit ourselves to God. We resist the devil and he will what? He will flee. Do you believe it? He will flee. And there are examples all through Scripture as well when I'm talking about healing. And Jesus. by the way, this is not just about healing from a physical sickness. I'm talking about healing spiritually, mentally, emotionally. You can be healed in Jesus' Name. You can know freedom in Jesus' Name. If you are oppressed, if you feel like you're dogged by something that keeps you back rather than pushes you forward, you can be freed from that. If you feel like it just, you kind of like, God, you know, Brent, I pray and I, I kind of give it to God, but it just keeps bouncing back on me. You've got to know God is the God of the breakthrough. Not just the God of the second chance, but God of the breakthrough. In other words, you can get free from that thing. You can and allow God to do that. Okay, let me show you a scripture um, that helps us with this. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse uh, 17. And it says this, let's put it on the screen. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel. Remember the Philistines? Uh, the Philistines, there was a big giant called Goliath. He was a Philistine. And David, in his young years, he was probably about 17 or 18 years of age, he knocks off Goliath big time with a stone and then he slices off his head and the Philistines run away to bare bottom land. Okay, 
<laughs> Anyone remember that story? You know, uh, what was it called? That's the one. Let's not talk about witches in church. Gosh. Okay, so the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel. They went up in full force in full force to search for him. And they, were, they had it in for him, I'm telling you. And they'd been waiting. They'd been waiting about 12, 13 years because David turns king at 30 years of age and they'd been waiting for this moment. They thought this, now, okay, what were they thinking? It's possible they were thinking, uh, boy, what is David going to do now that he's king? Look what he did when he was just a boy with five stones. Now he's king. Now he's got a big army. Quick, let's go search for him. Let's muscle everything that we've got and let's go search for him. And, uh, uh, but David heard about it and he went down into the stronghold. The, now the Philistines had come and they'd spread out in the valley of Rephim. So David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered him, Go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. Great answer. So David went to Baal Perizim, and there he defeated them. And he said, As waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So therefore, that place was called Baal Perizim, which means God of the breakthrough, okay? Once more, the Philistines came up and spread out in the Valley of Rephaim. Here they come back again. They were determined. So David inquired of the Lord and he answered, do not go, this is the Lord answering him, do not go straight up, but circle around behind them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move quickly because that will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as the Lord commanded him and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. Okay, great story. And a great story of breakthrough for David and for the Israelites. So David had defeated Goliath 10 years earlier as a teenager. Now he's 30 years old and now he's facing adversity from the Philistines. Now remember, every event that is recorded in the Old Testament has meaning for us today, okay? Uh, we don't beat up literal enemies, literal enemies today unless we're in a war. Um, however, we do have an enemy and we are in a spiritual battle. Therefore, these stories like this show us something of the power of God and the work of God in regards to that supernatural, you know, it's not flesh and blood we fight against, right? But against principalities and powers of darkness. Okay, help me along, guys. Come on. Okay, so the Philistines, therefore, represent the thing you thought you were through with. Okay, remember that. The Philistines represent the thing you thought you were through with. That they represent a residue of a problem you thought you had defeated but didn't finish. So David kills Goliath and then the Philistines don't come after David until they hear that David has now become king of Israel. So why are the Philistines attacking now that David is king? 
Well, as I said, because they assume he's going to finish the job that he started with Goliath. They were thinking, man, he killed Goliath with a rock. What's he gonna do now that he is king? They were afraid of what David was going to do when he stepped into the fullness of his potential. Now this happened literally for David, but this happens metaphorically for us. God has a preferred place for you and I. And when we step into the fullness of that preferred place, the enemy becomes nervous about that and fearful about what we are going to do to his kingdom if we step into his, that preferred place. So what he does is attempts to take you out of position before you really get in it. Okay, you with me still? David hardly had time to sit on his throne when he had to go into battle because the enemy wants to attack before you have an accurate understanding of your place and of who you are and what you are capable of. Remember this, you don't have to be afraid of the enemy if you're under attack. Often all the attack means is that the enemy is afraid of you. They say that when we get to heaven and we actually see who the devil actually was, we'll go, we'll probably laugh. Go, that little thing, what the heck? The attack is confirmation of your seat. The attack is confirmation of your place. The intensity of the attack of the attack is evidence of fear about you stepping into all that God's called you to be. The devil doesn't want you sitting in the seat that's been assigned to you. You might as well tell the devil, well, go on then, go ahead, drink some coffee, smoke a cigar or something because if he is scared now, he's really gonna lose his nanas later because I'm refusing to stay stuck and stagnant. I'm stepping into God's best for my life. And David heard about it and he went down into the stronghold. Pretty amazing thought because David knew what it was to kill a lion and a bear and a giant. And yet here he is faced with the Philistines. And all, what he does, first of all, he goes into the stronghold and he begins to inquire of God. He's, David is a fighter by nature. He was a man of war. Uh, he, he, was, he was able uh, to, um, to instantly release uh, the armies of Israel onto the Philistines, and yet he didn't. When David became instinctively under attack, the fighter in him, you would think, was going to rise up. So he's aware of his ability. He's aware of who he is and what he is capable of. And yet it says he went down into the stronghold. He went down into the fortress. And what does he do? He inquires of God. He's seeking permission, even though he has the ability, even though he has the power. Just because I have the ability, I still need to get God's perspective on this. I'm not gonna settle with just because I can, I should. No, God, what do you want me to do? Well, we're talking about breaking cycles. We're talking about bringing in the God of the breakthrough. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? Because it's not working the way I do it. You know, I've known what it is to be able to fight for this year, but it just keeps coming round and round and round. It's another circle, another cycle, another chain. Something's gotta happen. And David, even though he was able, he still went down into the stronghold, into the fortress and began to inquire of God. Lord, shall I go? Will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord says, yes. He fights, he wins. He probably thought it was over. Most of us have probably been there, right where you think you got victory over something and then it just comes back again. 
The Bible says the Philistines come back. So David does the same thing. He goes back down into the stronghold, down again, representing humility. I need God's permission. God, shall I fight? God says, yeah, but, but here's the strategy. Because some of you need a new strategy. You've been fighting one way because that's the way you've known how to fight. Remember, you know, Goliath got knocked down by five smooth stones. Um, you don't read of it at all anymore in Scripture of David doing that again. That was the strategy for that. And some of us, we're still trying to fight the enemy with the same weapons that we've used before when God's all the time saying, hey, there's a different strategy. And that's what you've got to get from God. You've got to get it from God. God, shall I fight? God, how shall I fight? What is it that you want to say to me? How do I deal with this thing that needs to be gone in Jesus' name? He says to them, as soon as you hear the marching sound on the tops of the trees, move quickly, because that means the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. I mean, how do you hear marching in the tops of trees? That's a kind of different kind of army, right? That's the Lord commanding His angelic hosts. Before David's army hits them, the angelic army hit them. Before David gets there, God and the angelic host has gone before him. How many of you need that this morning? God told David, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the trees, that means I have given you the breakthrough. Now go. Now that I've put a crack in the door, you kick it down. Now that there are signs of momentum, you bust it open. Now that I've made a dent in the wall, now you knock it down. And there are cycles that you've had for so long, you really need God to go before you. Can I encourage you to get down and pray? Pray. Pray till you get the dent in the wall. Pray till you get the crack in the door and then move quickly. David named the place of victory Baal Perism, Lord of the breakthrough. So every time I come to this place, I'm going to be reminded of how God is a way maker. A way is already made. No matter what door is closed, a way is already made. There is always a way. I love that. I love that little wee slogan. We got, I remember a pastor friend of mine telling me that in my early 30s. Brent, remember, there is always a way. Even when you think there is no way, there is always a way because we know God. We've been singing about it lately. We'll sing it again, actually, this morning. God is our way maker. No matter what opportunities have been denied you, God wants to be the way maker for you. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every cycle and to break every chain. It doesn't have to be like it was. In Christ, you are free. Now be transformed in your freedom to know freedom. He is Lord of the breakthrough. He is Lord of the breakthrough. So come on, let's pray. Because I reckon there's some people here who need some prayer. Something going on. You know, something's in your heart. You, you know that there's something that is just keeping you back from the very thing that God wants to thrust you into. There are some things, there's, there's opportunities that you feel have been closed. Let me tell you, uh, the God of the breakthrough opens doors and gives opportunities when it feels like and seems like and looks like there ain't none. I really feel that this morning. 
that God's going to open some doors. So Father, I, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, every sickness, every hurt, every pain, every everything that cycles back around and around and around, back, back again, back again. The thing that's messing with our heads, the thing that we just can't get out of our heart, the thing that holds us back from the very understanding of the promises of God. I've got no joy. I've got no peace. I'm, I'm, I'm contending all the time. I feel like I'm a man or a woman of war consistently right now in the name of Jesus. God, come on, you can ask Him. God, what do you want me to do? What's the plan? How do I get, how do I break this thing that needs to be broken? What's the strategy, God? Give me the strategy, God, I pray. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. We're gonna sing Waymaker. And as we're singing Waymaker, I want you to keep reflecting on this, this whole idea of who God is and what He can do. He's a Waymaker. He's a promise keeper. He's a light in the darkness. That's who He is. He's a miracle worker. That's who He is. And as we begin to declare it, let's declare it over that situation. Let's declare it over that circumstance. Let's declare it over that cycle that you feel like you've been in that for so long. Father, I thank You. Come on, everybody, let's stand. Let's stand together and let's worship God. We trust you enjoyed this message. And if you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch. You can either visit our website or email us at info at annasbrook.co.nz. 